It was the big three who were there. I mean, and I'll speak as much about the big three when I play. And I was there before that big three. Was I three and a half? What was that? What was, That's what who, you said last who, week. Who's the, who's the finals MVP? You three and a half? Who led you guys to a, a championship against the Lakers? Number three and a half? What, what is it? The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. Didn't they do a tribute to they Ray did. when he came back? They did, which is obviously well-deserved. Yeah. Regardless of how he left, you have to do that. Absolutely. Okay. And I think Kyrie, however he left, yeah. I still just believe that there's uh, – he he gave us some he gave us some thrills watching Kyrie Irving. I don't care what people want to say, he was still thrilling to watch. Oh, of course. Especially and, that, and, that and, uh, and you, and see, when first you, season. When you say that to me, it always puts me back on that same soapbox with Ray Allen and the fact that Ray Allen's jersey should be retired. A lot of people are exactly the opposite when it comes to me, but Ray also has has to reach out. Uh, I was going to say that, and I should have said that at Paul Pierce's, uh, he had a, a dinner, retirement dinner, and, uh, you know, had a bunch of uh, players there, and people were standing there, and they were all talking. And uh, then I, they brought me up to the microphone. And I was talking, and I wanted to tell Paul, Paul, you're the captain of the. You still look at you as a captain. Mm-hmm. You need to get Ray Ray Allen to come home. Well, he's the first one that got the ball rolling you when did. he went when he met up with him in China. Yeah. Took the picture with him, posted you, on social media. Yeah. You, you know. need you need to have Ray needs to come home. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I don't know how it would have been how it would have been accepted but I was going but I was thinking in my mind about saying that when's the last time you spoke to her I haven't spoke to Ray at all I have not spoke to Ray di- directly at all not even when you went to Miami and those games throughout I, those I, I years I don't know if I had a chance to say anything to him I might have I might have went on the court and you know said hi to him but uh, yeah that's uh, that's one of those guys you look at and going that guy's pretty special yeah he is he was he was he Without Ray Allen, and we can, you can't even debate this. Without Ray Allen, you don't win a championship. Oh no, no question. So anyone who tries to debate that is out so, of their mind. So if you're being, if you're so petty and so, no, don't try off, to sway me over to this conversation. No, I know no, what you're no, doing no, right no, now. No, I'm not. <laughs> if you're so, if you're so petty and pissed off about that, then you know, get that trophy back. Get that trophy back because you don't deserve to have that trophy. To me, and and this is just me speaking. And I'm speaking from what is experience. Right. My jersey was worn by Mikey Moore, mm-hmm. Fred Roberts, all, all kind of <laughs> people know, after, 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 after I left. There were people who wore after I left. And, that, <laughs> and you, you know what? That wasn't a big de- the big deal to me. But why are you retiring my jersey 10 years later or 12 right. years later after I get the plan. You know what I think hit a nerve? What? Struck a nerve with Ray. Because remember he started like rehashing all this, started talking, you know, started going over everything that happened. Of course, he had the book coming on everything. But I think what really hit him was seeing Gordon Hayward hold up his New Jersey number 20. That was the first person to wear that number since since he left Boston. Well, I, I think that that's just one of those things that happened. I think that hurt him. I mean, what, was it hurting me when I saw Fred Roberts? 
wear my jersey. Uh, Xavier McDaniel, wear my number. Uh, Was he the best one? He's probably Mikey the best one. Moore, Ricky Davis. Ricky didn't wear 31, did he? I, I don't know if he did or not. No, no, no. He had number 12. Okay, number 12. I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. he had. But Mikey Moore did, though. Yeah, but Mikey Moore. Yeah. There was some more other people that wore but Did you talk to Mikey Moore? No, I, I, <laughs> Just I talked to Mikey Moore like that. But, I mean, you're talking to somebody like, okay, what is the... What's the grace period? No. What, 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 where is the grace line that, you know, why? Here's the thing I'll ask you. Why would you retire my jersey? Your jersey? Yeah, 10 years later. Did I get any better? <laughs> huh? Did I score another basket? Because time heals. Time heals. That's what happens. My man. point exactly with Ray. Okay. My point exactly. Well, I don't think this is going to carry on forever, but you know who's the pettiest out of this well, whole situation, though, right? Who's the pettiest one out of all of it? Rondo? No. Who? Paul? Uh, actually, might be tied. I was going to say KG. Yeah, yeah. It might be tied between him and Rondo, but KG's pretty petty. Yeah, yeah. And that shouldn't, and that shouldn't. But you're right. Rondo, there might be neck and neck. Shouldn't be. Rondo's pretty petty, too. I mean, it just shouldn't be when you think about what that man did for this team. He's going to go down. He hit, we can argue about this again. Did he hit one of the greatest shots in the history of the NBA? Not in Sully's uniform, but yeah. I don't care. It was one of the greatest shots ever. In general. Did he, when he was, when he's with the Celtics, he became the all, all-time all leading three-point shooter. Absolutely. Knocked off Reggie Miller. So, I mean, there, there are things about. Still the best three-point shooter. Right. So, there, in my opinion. There, there are things about Ray that you look and going, oh, my God, this this dude. And the way he worked. Right. He set the trend. Kevin and Ray. Yeah. They were trendsetters. That so was the culture say, set. They those, they yeah. set the culture. Ray right. Allen would come, and you could go to that arena at three o'clock in the afternoon, four or five hours before the game. Ray was out there taking shots, a hundred shots, two hundred shots every day, and that helped other guys become better. Help Paul become a better player. You know who else it helps? Rondo. Rondo. Rondo used to follow him, shadow yeah. him throughout yeah. those first couple of years. Yeah, of so I think that you look at that and it just, you know, I know I've gotten off a little tirade, but no, that's, okay. how, that's how I feel when it comes to Ray Allen. It's just that we can, we can debate not to like him and the fact that he went to Miami, but I'm talking as a person who was kind of in that position mm-hmm. who got cast aside won multiple championships and how many times did they want to trade Ray every and year every year. Championship and, year and when he wanted to finally leave on his own right. he's a villain now I, I, I don't I don't I can't I, I, I can't tolerate the, that. I still got the utmost respect for Ray. Let me tell you one of the biggest reasons why. I, not only was it the book that he put out last year, which I got a chance to read and just find out a lot more about his, his childhood. Because, you know, Ray's such a private guy. And just find out the way he was raised in the sense of, like, moving from school to school, living in you know army family and how he used to play with his dad and always play with the older kids. So it was always that professionalism was already embedded in him at such a young age. But obviously, what people remember the most about Ray, and what he talked about a lot throughout that book, was his work ethic. And I always respect that. And I always respect how he said, look, winning a championship is great. Getting those accolades is great. But that feeling is fleeting. It's the time that you put in to get to there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the hard, you know, early mornings, work, working hard all day and Ray, building a Ray pattern. Would, would That's run. what it's about. And Ray, I agree with that. Ray would run every day for three or four, like 10 miles. Right. And then go out and play the game. In my opinion, if you're not in love with that, 
the championships and all that, that's you're not going to be fulfilled from that, yeah. in my opinion, right? Yeah. It's it's you have to fall in love with the grind, with the the process to get to that level. Man, well, they, it, everybody wants to talk about Paul and talk about Kevin. It wasn't the big two. Mm. It's the big three. It was the big three who were there. I mean, and I'll speak as much about the big three when I play. And I was there before that big three. Was I three and a half? What was that? What was, That's what who, you said last week. Who's the, who's the finals MVP? You three and a half? Who led you guys to a, a championship against the Lakers? Number three and a half? Or what, what is it? So I guess I'm talking from experience. And it's not criticism to the Celtics, but that, is, that would be my question. You are you are 10, 10 years or whatever removed from the game. Now you you decide that you want to retire my jersey. Why? How did they reach out to you? The, the owners came to me. Owners came to me and said we want to retire your jersey. Had you guys been talking before talk, that? I don't talk. I didn't just talk out of the blue. No, it was out of the blue for me. What was your I, reaction? I was like, man, that's that's a great honor. That was a great honor, but I didn't. I wasn't trying to seek it. Yeah. I didn't want it like that. It was just like this is what they asked me. So. During that interim, as I said, from the 10 years that, that I left here, that got got thrown out to them retire my jerseys, I didn't have another basket. I ain't block another shot. I ain't get another rebound. No comeback. No, <laughs> no I didn't do anything. <laughs> and, 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 you, and, and you said, you know, that. Um, time heals. Time heals, but uh, will it heal for Ray? I think it will. But how long is it going to take? That's the question. Where are we at now? What year is this now? From when he left or from yeah, the when he left? Six years. Six years, that's all? No, 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 seven years. Excuse me. Be more than, Six yeah. years was the, the KG and Paul trade, 2013. Okay. So it was the year before that. Okay. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So, so where you at? So you still at that point, like, like a lot of fans. I mean, you're not going to put it up there before KG, are you? What's the difference? What what is the difference? KG left in a completely what, different way. Than yeah, the way he left, left. He, he left in a completely different way. But both those guys, without them together, you don't win the championship. You don't win a championship. Don't you don't win the championship without Ray? I don't care how people want to look at that. How they want to argue this point. Oh my God! He said he went to Miami. Okay, he went to Miami because every year you you had him after maybe the first year you were trying to trade him. <laughs> You were trying to actively trade him. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. We're talking every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season with BetOnline.ag. And right now, you can even win some money on some prop bets, like who will make the college football playoff, who will be the NFL MVP, easy ways to win money, get the fastest-to-market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, BetOnline.ag. Head over to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's CLNS50 at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. O.J. Mayo was one of the guys they were trying to trade Ray Allen for. It would have been disastrous. It would have been a terrible idea. Disastrous. But Ray Allen, through that, what we, we saw, 
Ray Allen never said a word. Mm. He never he never bitched or complained. You're trying to trade me, da da da. He's coming off the bench. Come in with and, 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 and then all of a sudden it was like, you know what? I'm good. Okay. Right. Let me let's get out here. And let's let's play. Let's play. And now I want now I'm I'm leaving. And you're pissed off that I'm leaving now. After you've been trying to trade me the whole time. Did you feel like a villain when you were out here from Boston? When I when I left here, yeah, um, to the Clippers, I felt victimized. Like yeah. you know, like I felt like a scapegoat. Like that year that uh, we lost in '85 to, to the, the Lakers. We, no, oh, we no, lost no. to the Lakers. Oh no, that was the year. That's the last one. Never mind. Last one we yeah. lost to the Lakers. It was. Um, it was. You know, we weren't good enough because you didn't come back and you weren't healthy. Mm-hmm. What player goes through that? That you go, you, you you're not healthy, so you can't come back. And it was almost like, well, I wasn't trying to come back, and that to me was that. I think that was the lowest blow of them all. As much as I I done for this team and mm-hmm. it worked as hard as I had, and then to essentially be like, you know, my character and and everything was in question mm-hmm. about who I was, m- me being a competitor. But when you say that, are you saying what you're hearing through media outlets, or you're saying direct conversation? No, you I just not my not my teammates, but just you know you hear it through outlets yeah, right. about well, Max didn't try hard enough, he didn't want to come back, that, you know, on and on. And I know what I did during that time, or you know what happened to my knee. But when I left here, this is the that part when you think about absolutely crazy is that you blame me for losing the championship and you had four guys who were Hall of Famers. So, what was I? <laughs> you what got, made me so special? Yeah, yeah, well, I got four guys who were Hall of Famers. Dennis Johnson, yeah, Larry Bird, Bird Parrish, Kevin McHale, and Parrish. Yeah. Four guys who were Hall of Famers. But little old me changed the outcome of you know how you guys play. Either it says something really good about you or really bad. Who's someone that you could talk to about this? Who was a teammate? No nobody. One? You couldn't talk to nobody about it because nobody had those. Look, they were trying. You know, you were trying to win the championship, and I just was not. I, my leg, my knee just would not respond. It was just. It, it was. It, it was hurt, and everybody's well. You could be back in five weeks. Well, five weeks when I came back. I had arthritis, had all kind of stuff going on my knee. And if I was today's player, and I use the word, I think I'm going to shut it down for the year. What would somebody say? Okay. All right. Shutting it down. But during that time, you say anything like that, it's like you've quit. You quit. You quit. You gave up. You quit. And I've never been a quitter in all my life. I've always been a competitor. So what was like... What was it like being out there? I mean, it would have been must have been nice to be out in LA, but it's a completely no, different culture. No, it Clippers. was it was it was horrible being out there. As much as I, I like Don Cheney, who was the coach, my ex teammate, uh, was the coach of the Clippers at that time, and our families were close together, so that was cool. But other than that, to be playing in a in LA, and as I told people during that year, the year I got traded, I got booed in every city except Boston. When they introduced me at the Clippers game the first time, boo, boo, you stink, you suck. What are you yeah. doing here? You don't need to be here. You, yo, you bum. Come on. So it was, I was, I was hated at that time in L.A. So it was because I cost the Lakers a championship. Was that hard? Um, you, you weren't used to that, right? I, I wasn't used to it, but 
I was um, mentally tough enough yeah. to say, whatever, like, you know, let's play ball. And that year I averaged, actually averaged about 14 and 8 that year. So I had a I had a decent scoring year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just happened to be with the Clippers. So then from there you went. How many years were you there? Because you went to was a it year the and a half. Year and a half with uh, uh, with the uh, Clippers. And then a year and a half with the Rockets. With the Rockets. That's right. This year. You didn't want to go to Philly. Well, they asked me. Yeah, you My told me this story. Did, told me said, "Hey, do you want to come and play at Philly?" And like, that point, I was I had burned down. I right. I'd had about enough. I'd had enough NBA basketball. It was like. Look, I, I'm not trying to be a journeyman and play with every team in the NBA. And I could still actually play the year before. The, my last year uh, in the NBA, uh, I think I was playing against Indiana Pacers and had the only triple-double of my career. That's what's up. And that was off the bench. Jim Peterson, I always remember, who was starting before me, I just got a cup of water. And he fouls Wayman Tisdale, the, the late, great Wayman, Wayman Tisdale, and gets three fouls quick in about a minute and a half. And I have to go in. And I go in and I score quickly. I rebound quickly. And it, it just stuck, you know, mushrooming to the point that, yeah, I end up getting like had 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. So it was yeah. my only triple-double. So even in my last year, I still was able to uh, play, not as – Consistently, but right. you still had, you know, still had some enough take. for a triple double. Yeah, that's yeah, what's up. Yeah, did you hear about Richard Jefferson? He says that New York was going. He was going to uh, sign a contract with New York, or New York wanted to sign him, and he said, "Nah, I'd rather retire." Mm. Yeah. And then New York two days later said, "That's not true." He said they they, they responded to it. <laughs> I don't know if they're just like a PR move or what, but they're like, "No, nah, that's not true." Richard Rich is telling lies. So now I don't know who's telling the truth. Everyone's like, "What's going on here?" But I, I, I thought it was funny that New York would respond to that. Like they they felt some type of way they about it. <laughs> they were in their feelings some, about it. They, yeah, I mean, teams get defensive <laughs> and they want to say certain things about the player. And you know what that is, though? It's like, man, we've been trying to get free agents to come here for the last two, three years. Yeah. We don't need Richard Jefferson just throwing this yeah. bad PR for us yeah. and letting people yeah. know that you know he, he'd rather retire than to wear a Knicks uniform. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, uh. Well, at that time, Knicks weren't probably as bad if they did get him. But uh, I think he's done what he wanted to do. And he's parlayed off of championships and, you know, all playing with LeBron. Yeah. So I think that That's a special in, team. In, this, in this era, it's like Perk playing with LeBron and playing with Kyrie. Using those things off their coattails right. have made him more visible and more marketable. Because of the guys he played with. Yeah, definitely. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah.